0: Welcome to Your Health Hustle Show, the podcast that gathers health, nutrition, fitness, and wellness intelligence, then giving you total access to it all. Stay tuned to your own potential. Create that world class day and simply be incredible. Cravings with food, they happen instantaneously. It's something that comes on really quick and it's really impulsive.
1: Listen, hustlers, welcome to a very, very special episode here of Your Health Hustle Show and. Once again, joined by the Tinderella himself, Tom Hodgson. Tom?
2: How are you doing? You are right?
1: Tiggity-boo. Thank you, Tinderella. And, of course, we've got the wonderful method, training's very own Coach Riles, Donna Riley, Head of Focus Nutrition, and this podcast is all about nutrition. How are you, Donna?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Very well.
1: Everybody's surviving, yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everyone's doing pretty good.
1: How's things from a focused nutrition point of view is uh, you've been hit up by many people and lockdown fears which no one was prepared for
0: (laughs) yeah exactly i think that's it isn't it no one no one was prepared for it no one really knows how to um what to do with it no one knows how to feel about it no one knows what the future holds i think that's probably the main theme is just uncertainty isn't it
1: absolutely and i mean that's where when, when uncertainty comes in i think tom will share this it's kind of people are leading to kind of survival mentality, which is leaving, leading to selfishness. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think people have been unbelievable aware of, they about stuff, especially the hoarding of food and all sorts. And then you see that picture that, um, there was a bin people taking pictures of people's trash. Oh yeah. Out. Yeah. Yes. All
2: right.
3: What are you doing?
0: I know. I know. Uh, it. I, I found that really funny. Like, so, all of the social media started coming out about that and uh on the news when before we were locked down before this was still when the gym was open but uh um, me and Jamie were off at this point we, we had to stay away for at least seven days and uh and I was just thinking what what are people doing with it do you know what I mean like a lot of people yes. at that point were starting to work from home so they were just moving less but getting all of this food like really what what can you do with it <laughs>
1: There was, there was a shocking thing on which I, I had to sort of clarify on on um, social media. Someone had put on, it was a, a load of military trucks apparently carrying bodies in Italy. Those were actual shots from a balcony from, I think, either the Fast and Furious new movie or Mission Impossible, the latest Mission Impossible. Oh, they really? That really freaked a lot of people out. And I got in touch with Paramount and said, look, I've got the shots ready to go, you know, for, for the film. Yeah. Is there any way I can, like, kind of just, calm people down here you know because that that was a really frightening shot for people oh, wow. so uh, played played my part a little bit so anyways here we are we're speaking about focused nutrition and what the aim of this podcast is donna especially yourself donna this this is this is your gig help people through the next how many weeks taking it day by day sticking sticking to the plan as best as they can and try not to beat themselves up too much do you think that's uh do you think that's a good way to do this
0: uh partially yes Partially yes, partially no. (laughs) Uh, So I think I, I think the thing about not being too hard on themselves, although obviously for a lot of people this is it's very stressful um, you know, financial situations, um, as I said before, uncertainty of the future, people's jobs, things like that. There is a lot of um you know, worry about that that does cause anxiety. However, for a lot of people. The only thing that's really changed is the environment. So a lot of people are still working from home, um, still exercising, still doing everything that they'd usually do. The only thing that's really changed is where they do it—the location and and maybe intensity. You know, with the training, they might not be able to, they might not have as much kit, or they might have nothing. Um, but I think the thing about not being being hard on themselves. See how, how you see the situation is very important. You can either see it as an opportunity to improve and, you know, spend the time to cook a little bit more, learn a little bit more. Because um, a lot more, a lot of people have more time on their hands that, than they did previously. A lot of people, even if they're working from home, they finish work and they're at home. You know, there's no commute. There's, there's nothing like that. So it, it really is how you kind of see it. You can use it as an opportunity to as I said do all of those things there's never ever I hope not anyway there's never ever going to be another time in probably in our lifetimes that there's going to be as much time as we have now
1: that's that's a bold one because I'm with you Donna I hope not so one of the questions there fantastic answer by the way Donna is is now the good time just for individuals obviously not with the global not it's not a sort of good global situation we know that but is it a good time just for individuals just to check in with themselves and just think, look, what have I been eating? How much have I been moving in the last six months to the year?
0: Oh yeah, like I think I think if we didn't use it as an opportunity, I think we'd be missing a trick because, as I say, first of all, there's more time, and that is a big big factor in why people struggle with nutrition, and also there's just there's a lot less external factors that that breed temptation. So people don't have work scenarios where they go into an office and people have brought cakes in. Um, they don't have social situations, which, again, is another, is another factor for people why, why they struggle with nutrition, um, whether it's alcohol or whether it's food, because all of those things are taken away. There's, there's just less things to be tempted, um, tempted by. so
1: Sorry. Yeah, sorry.
0: No, I was just going to say, so really, we have way more control of what we do eat. And if you think about it, it, at this time in particular, we have very, very, very little control of what is happening outside. Therefore, using this time to gain some control over what, what we eat, what we do, how we exercise, how we, th- how we see things, our outlook, we are very much in control of all of those scenarios, so you know using the time factor to concentrate more on that is is brilliant
1: so we're back to like a kind of basics what we all should be doing anyway is just try to concentrate on what you can control and basically forget what you can't control and try not to see things so much through a critical lens yeah
0: yeah yeah i do i do think though that the fact that we are in the house um our The environment that we live in within our house, it has now became a place that we have to do everything. So usually, you know, uh, the average Joe goes out to work, goes to the gym, goes shopping, socializes, and all of the rest of it. So all of those scenarios have different environments. But now all of those environments are within one environment. You know what I mean? So it's our, our home. We say our home is somewhere to relax, somewhere to chill out. So, it's much harder to be motivated at home. Therefore, you've kind of got to segregate, you know, parts of your life for different things, whether it's at this time I'm going to do this and at this time I'm going to do that. But it can be quite hard to motivate yourself when you are at home. So, I think there's still got to be an element of not allowing yourself to just sit around and watch TV and. You know, like you know, twenty four hours. You've still got to have some sort of normality and some sort of kind of productivity within there because it is all too easy to just say, "Oh, um, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it to- tomorrow." So, kind of the opposite of being easy on yourself, you've kind of got to be a little bit harder and a little bit stricter because yeah. because this is brand new. You've got to build the habits and build your ha- the behaviors that are you know gonna carry on for the next 12 weeks ideally so although this is new it's now the time to form the good habits rather than if you spend one month watching tv all day every day and not doing anything at all then that becomes the new habit and then it's harder to do to be productive because you haven't been do you know what i mean so yeah i think think, as i say seeing it as something positive of an opportunity to learn more things do a little bit more cooking you know doing a little bit more exercise but making sure that you do do them i think that's that's probably the challenge but again it's something that we can control
3: me and Cole speaking before you came on donna and uh, i also just put you by phone you know, the other day about stuff uh, and yeah. in the first day that i was i sent away work from home and get involved and stuff like that I didn't really do any of that sort of stuff. So my productivity level was like a very low level. Um, and then since then I've been like right, I've moved the little office, made a little office downstairs. Um I've been cooking outside with like my dad and stuff like that and enjoying them sort of things, listening to music and spending time with him as we're making fresh food and doing all sort of stuff and then just trying to find purpose in different things like, oh, I want to get better at running. Yes, I've been running pretty much every day. Yeah. yeah I'm doing things that way rather than oh actually I'm just gonna sit around in the house uh I miss the gym I miss all that sort of stuff and not reminisce as much I suppose yeah
1: it was what we were talking about me and Tom I kept the routine going the only luxury that I gave myself was an extra 40 minutes in bed that was that was it mm-hmm. that was that was the only luxury it was just 40 minutes later but I was up I was doing my morning routine and from my the y Church posts you seen seen us putting on the beach wards yeah. which you know unfortunately before we had the lockdown and before people were invited there was there was gear there i would have brought the gear down for anybody
0: and um, i was just going to say like this if you think about it why wouldn't you have routine do you know what i mean like why why would you change it it's not it's not the next couple of months and in the previous couple of weeks that it's not it's not a holiday do you know what i mean it's it's an, yeah. a crisis and as we say humans, we like, we like structure, we like routine. And why would that have to change?
1: Exactly. I mean, if it was a holiday, Donna, would do you think? And we were all in Butlins. Do you think Tom's is shoe-in for the, the Glamorous
3: Legs competition? Because I mm-hmm. think so.
0: <laughs> Only if you shave them.
3: I'm pretty much like, I've got like no hair anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like no hair on my legs, no hair on my arms. I've got like four chest hairs uh so like so when you when your voice breaks, Tom, you know it will be a whole
1: change for you, you know I are, are you still got like some Westlife posters up in your
3: bedroom't yeah. <laughs> I do can't see I do. however, going back to the food point of view and uh, this might be a tip uh, Bluetooth speakers, right as you are bothering, making food and singing along because that that was the thing like I find quite interesting about people like drop food and like go are buying and, like. Crashing food like Pringles and stuff, we talked about the other day, that and stuff like that. But, like, I'm finding now I've got more time to cook. So, like, why wouldn't I spend the time being like, oh, I'm going to make something like fresh and unique and spend the time actually cooking rather than just being oh, I'll slap like, a two quid pizza in the oven?
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I find that the biggest, the biggest barriers for people are literally the biggest ones, time. The biggest one is time. And really probably another one is is a temptation in those two things time like I say the majority of people I'm not saying everybody but the majority of people have way more time than they have before and like I say probably than they will have in the future and um and use it just using it effectively literally using it effectively I find uh I, I think like I say, it's I don't understand why why people wouldn't.
1: So when it comes when it comes to food, Donna, what um tips could you give to make people more effective in this time?
0: Planning. I don't think planning is ever, ever a bad thing. And I mean that can be relatable to every single situation. Yeah,
1: across the board, definitely, yeah.
0: yes. Just planning a situation is way better than not. I think writing things down. Because again, it's really easy to say you're going to do something and never do it. We probably, all three of us have probably said that we're going to do something within this, this time period in the next, say, 12 weeks. And we probably haven't yet. And I think if you write it down and you have set days that you you kind of make a plan for when you're going to do it, it, it makes it more of something that you are going to do rather than like so a stage, feel the just, plan
1: plan to feel scenario.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um and it, you know it can be pretty much anything from at this time I'm gonna at eight o'clock I'm gonna train, then I'm gonna have yeah. breakfast, then I'm gonna sit down and read a book, or I'm gonna do work emails, or I'm gonna do this. At twelve o'clock I'm gonna have lunch. I'm gonna be away from the laptop at that point. Uh you know, things like that. Like literally planning your day. It it just makes it flow better. It makes you feel more mentally prepared for the day ahead. It makes you feel like you've got a good routine because it's easy to slip out of a routine.
1: It's still the purpose, isn't it, Donna? You're still giving yourself purpose, even though it's a 24 hour yeah. period. you are taking things day by day because we've at the, at the moment. What I said to Tom before we start rolling was we're, we're taking. We've got to take things day by day now, yeah. and that's what's out of, out of our control is how things we have got to take day by day. How how the how at five o'clock we'll we'll get the update Mm -hmm. but you're right it's still being productive and a purpose
0: yeah yeah and um i was just talking to someone there just um she was saying that she's really struggled with you know finding a routine and finding some structure and i was just um explaining to her that if she plans what she wants to eat so like say she picks three recipes that she's going to make she can then write down the ingredients that she needs she can then shop then she doesn't need to shop again and again because she's got everything she needs. And then she's way less likely to, you know, snack on bad foods or, um, you know, kind of go off track because she's got everything there she needs and she's planned for that. And that's the plan. And all she's got to do is stick to it. Do you know what I mean? And then there's a, self, yeah. there's a bit of self-satisfaction with that, but, you know, you've, you've still, you've, done the cooking you've done the planning you've done the preparation you've done everything and then all you've got to do is kind of stick to that
1: so have you had to adapt to a new approach by run-focused nutrition through this this unforeseen circumstances
0: oh, Yeah, massively um so my my biggest kind of um um client base from one-on-one so literally sitting down with people um whether it was monthly, fortnightly, and seeing how they got on and seeing about progression, but literally it's the face-to-face contact that I'd have with people. Um, So we've had to adapt. So I've just been speaking to people uh, via FaceTime or via Zoom, I've been using that quite often, and um, still email with people. Um, So probably a lot more contact than I did previously, to be honest, just because I have way more time on my hands. Um. But the other approach or the other thing that we've really had to adapt is how I measure progress. So one of the ways that I'd measure progression would be on the in-body. So for anybody that doesn't know what an in-body is, it's basically a body analysis test. Um, So you stand on it and it sends an electrical current around the body and it measures body fat mass and muscle mass and kilogram mass and then that gives a percentage um of body fat. So that's a way that I would kind of measure progression not necessarily weight because weight isn't always a good indication of of progress because somebody can keep the same weight but their body composition can be completely different. Um so I've asked people for measurements so I've given I've sent out a lot of videos I've done a lot of video content of um how to do this is so just measuring arms waist hips and also photographs so asking people to send them send me photographs of them you know the best way that I see that I can still keep people accountable because accountability is such a big thing for people if they don't have that sense of accountability then that can be easier for, that can make it easier for them to kind of slip away and just be like oh well you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to see anyone for 12 weeks, so I'll just eat everything in the cupboards.
3: Yeah. I really enjoyed the phone uh, call that we had on Wednesday. Um, yeah. And it was it was, it was was nice to be like, because I had a lot of questions about what I'll be eating, all that sort of stuff. And it was, we had a bit more time as well, because normally we would do it in the morning before our train sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh...
3: I enjoyed a little bit of like, oh, they'll do a little bit of chin wag, and also the case of, am I doing this right? Um, and that, that, i thought that was quite helpful and quite nice to be fair and it did last yeah. longer than i, I thought it would do
0: having that one-on-one time with someone speaking to them in person it just
2: makes it more real doesn't it
3: yeah yeah um i'm still to this day like even though i haven't seen it for a period of time and you know we've got stuff in the colours in this household which is the unhealthiest thing on the planet and the idea of your mom's like oh why do not you have some of like that i'm like because donna will come through that door <laughs> I've had one and I'll get wrong I'm
2: not doing it. I'll,
1: do it I'll do it yeah for those listeners Tom is actually um, doing focus nutrition with Donna is that correct
3: yeah doing it badly but I'm doing
2: it <laughs> you're not
1: you're not actually Tom you're not you're absolutely not I can verify that so Donna what, I want, what a huge important question and, and a few people hit me up with this question is, that, is there a difference between craving and actual real hunger
0: there's a huge difference so things when something's a craving it will be something that happens kind of instantly or it will be something that's been a visual cue so for example you sit watching the tv and a pringles advert came on that was mentioned before (laughs) um and you are then like "Ooh, i really want some crisps and then all of a sudden yeah you're starving and then you're looking for crisps but a craving comes on really really quickly and it's very very impulsive if it's actual hunger hunger takes a lot longer to to come on so you know you might have um a little bit of hunger you might feel oh you know like a little bit of belly um gurgling but it'll come on gradually over time there's no one food that you would um you would necessarily have you just know that you're hungry and um, But when it's a kind of psychological craving and it's something that, you know, you want right now, it'll usually be for a certain food in particular.
1: It would be really interesting, Donnie. You've made a really good point there because I can't think the last time I watched ITV or any advertisements, but it would be really interesting during this time, seeing prime time television hours. What, because money, the advertisers have paid a lot of money to get their products. It'd be interesting to see what if, adverts have changed, are, are they still putting Pringles on, will will be a lot, you made a brilliant point, are they putting Pringles on, McDonald's is closed, is McDonald's still going to be advertising and KFC, and, or is, will it be like just eat for home delivery, it would be, be a real interesting thing to look at.
0: Well, so it's quite interesting the, the consumer um, the consumer thought process around food and um, relaxing so in America um, they I think it might be on a, is it on a Thursday night? I'm sure I remember hearing it on a Thursday night that they have, um, you know, like what we do for the movie, for the films. Like we'd have like popcorn and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a, um, a network in America, and I can't remember the name of it, that they had a certain night that was like a movie night. So this channel would put on movie night, and then around that they put on things like popcorn and crisps and right. um, sugary drinks and all of that sort of thing. And it would be on a Thursday night. That's what people did. So they were so clever on how they marketed that because then they pretty much made people go out and get all this food, and it, because they associated it with something. So right now, for in cinemas you associate watching a film with having some popcorn, having a hot dog, nachos, those things when you don't need them. You absolutely don't need them, but because the marketing's there and there's an association, then it makes consumers buy them.
1: It's actually uh, NFL when the NFL season kicks off. Thursday night is the first game as well.
0: Yeah. So it's just associations that you have with it. And, um as you say, companies spend a lot of money to to play their adverts to give people visual visual cues to make them buy it more.
1: Well you can see the Domino Peters halftime advert in the
3: Premier League if Tom Tom. We we did some over well, at university we looked at uh, how football was used to like commercialise different things. And uh watched I did a study where I watched to watch so many football games and so many adverts, whatever. And as soon as the first half ended the advertisement would start, the first advert was always a bit one. So it would be the case of, oh, yeah, it's what you can bet on, the next next bit of stuff. And it was also the case like the Domino's half time delivery, so if you order now, we'll have a favourite second half. Um, and I think when my mum and dad were watching the TV the other night, I popped in the room and up about some stuff. Uh, and most of the adverts that were coming on was Justin's still delivering, there was a yeah. lot as crazy, adverts yeah. still going. Um, because the thing, that, the thing I find that's been fascinating about some of this sort of stuff is, I think I, I spoke that on Wednesday about this. Is what people have be been buying. So I was in the shop the other day getting the supplies and stuff like, that, like chicken and meat and stuff that will last me a long time. And as a family, in the son who's about must be about sixteen, he, he picked up this creative monster and was putting it in a trolley. And like oh, of all the things you can stockpile, you don't really need this <laughs> monster energy drink to get through. <laughs> yeah. You get a bed, like you I don't, I don't know what you'd be doing, but like, watching people buy, like, and like, chocolate and stockpiling all this stuff, rather than actual nutritious meat, veg, mm-hmm. it's been absolutely mind-blowing. So, have yeah. you got, answers uh, this is a question for you, I suppose, long-winded question, have mm-hmm. you got, sort of, like, tips or hints of what food people might should, well, should be we getting or should we stockpiling, at the like, burger stockpile, or anything like that?
0: I think it's just it's very individual. Obviously, the if people are moving less, they generally need to eat less. I think just making sure. I mean, it, it's a very generic answer, but that they, they're getting a balanced diet. That most of their their calories aren't coming from crap,
2: because yeah. that is
0: a a bad cycle of if they're very low quality. So what I call low quality foods, which low quality foods are things that just don't provide a lot of nutrition like kind of good food like um you know micronutrients so thing low quality foods like chocolates um things that provide a lot of calories but as i say they don't have a lot of kind of goodness that goes with it um it's just getting a, a good overall balanced diet the best way of that is lean protein and eating the rainbow eating fruit vegetables um salad um and yeah just not gorging on on bad things.
3: Definitely. I think what the what i are finding as well, like watching my parents has just been like unbelievable.
1: Watching watching your parents doing what Tom?
3: Oh, ask. Uh they've been up both of our home both of what so they binge watching Netflix TV series and stuff like that.
1: All right, uh, I'm clear. I'm pleased you cleared that up.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you walk, you walk in, and you, you see your daddy, you know, a chocolate chair, and you think, "My God, my God." Um. Anyways, quick question for you, Donna. Yes. What's in your fridge right now? And I'll ask you this new call as well. If you want to have a check, what is in your fridge right now?
0: What's in oh.
3: my fridge? Ooh. Yeah. I'm um... curious. I've got like four broccoli and a chicken. Broccoli chicken,
1: sparkling water, um, 20 pence and hedges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how that got there. Um, Blackpool Rock, because I found some of that down the back of the fridge from years ago.
0: Solid, solid effort.
1: I've got some avocados, um, bacon sausage, all kind of low carb stuff, Donna.
0: Loads of chicken. We we barbecued some chicken last night. Uh so that'll give us quite a while. Oh, um, so you're
1: the chicken baron, Donna?
0: Yeah, I know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, mashed potato because Jamie loves mashed potato, so I pretty much have kilograms of potatoes every couple of days. Um, and we've got some spinach. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Some chicken sausages as well. What you have I- um I've got some Kavarg yoghurt, some protein yogurt, um some almond milk. Um,
2: yeah, unsweetened.
0: Almond milk, unsweetened almond milk, yep. Uh, what else have we got? Some hummus. We love hummus. Um, some prawns that I cooked last night. So I've just got, I've, so I've, um, usually as snacks, I would have a protein bar if I was at the gym. But because I'm not at the gym and I haven't got any protein bars, and I don't really want to buy more because I know I'll just eat them, um, and <laughs> change what I'm having for snacks. So things like the chicken sausages are really good for snacks, and cones are really good for snacks. And um, yeah, so that's why we've got loads of stuff like that. Uh, I can't think of anything else. It's it's. Yeah, I cooked some peppers last night as a kind of side to have with all my snacks. <laughs> I think that's it. Well,
1: that, I, I, you got a big fridge by any chance? Because it no, sounds like a big fridge.
0: <laughs> it's, tiny. it's a little, um, it lives underneath the, the bench. We've only got a little fridge. so <laughs> <laughs> Things are just stuffed in there. But the things that I enjoy most when I'm... Um, when I feel, you know, when I'm kind of not moving as much, yeah. or feel like I'm not moving as much, are just things like salads. Like the the when, um, when me and Jamie couldn't leave the house last week, we pretty much just ate like whatever we had in the freezer. And luckily, I always make loads of one thing. So I, I had like loads of stuff in the freezer already cooked. And uh, when I was allowed out and allowed to shop again, I was so happy to have fresh vegetables. Yeah, fresh salad. I think I'll. Oh, it's just. I never ever, um, take that for things like that for granted.
1: Yeah, it's unreal when you when your mindset changes and all this, Donna and Tom, isn't it? When you're thinking to yourself how how appreciative we are, and I said to Tom, I, I so appreciate things what people have done and and how and and how things are in general. But this has took my appreciation to the next level.
2: Oh no, I know,
0: and you know, like. People were offering to bring us stuff, but you never want to really put people out,
2: do you? But, uh, we got I, eggs.
1: I got eggs. Yeah, it was one thing I'd mentioned. Oh, I think I might be running low on eggs, and a neighbour yeah, Rexy down the street had said, "Oh, I got you some eggs." It was, it was great.
0: Yeah, I think that like everyone's been absolutely brilliant with with things like that. Like we had a a little letter through the door saying, uh, like from a neighbour that we've not met. Um. Just saying, like, you know, we should pull together at times like this. And if you need anything, let us know. And, uh you know, little things like that. All of-
3: I think that's kind of left the UK, actually, because if you speak to your grandparents, definitely, they used to be like, they're still like best friends, but old neighbors. And I don't know like, I didn't know any of mine, like, growing up or stuff. I wasn't really, we had like an old man across the road that we kind of knew. But that sort of like culture of knowing your neighbor and being like this community, thing, I think it left. But since this has happened. I think it's kind of brought out that new which has been quite nice. Like, look after your neighbours. I'll do my checks in the morning to make sure the people next door to me. Um, who are a bit elderly if they're all right, or so drop them shopping off the other day and stuff. But that's definitely been a positive of this whole thing. So once
1: this all sells, Donna, can you see people's attitude towards nutrition changing?
3: It
0: depends what they do in this time. In this 12 weeks, it depends how they approach the situation. So if you do have somebody who, as I said, sees this up as an opportunity to... And um, build better habits to build better behaviour patterns, and then take that into when they go back to work take that into um that part of their life, then I think they'd I think that's a good thing, I think that would be good, but if they've seen this as an opportunity to just sit in their pants and maybe mm-hmm. curse <laughs> then.
1: Or sit, sit in the pants and watch the parents eat chocolatey class.
0: <laughs> They're probably not going to take a huge amount away from it, so I think it just depends. Like I say, how they how they approach the situation, um, and it depends on the individual. I know stress is higher for a lot of people at this time, but personally, I don't. I don't think, or I think, taking responsibility for what you do is a big thing. A lot of people will blame what they eat on situations or circumstances. It's our choice and it is what we make it. If we choose to eat the food, then that's still our choice. If we choose not to eat the food, that is also our choice. So I think, as I say, it just depends really how they approach the situation.
1: Tom, have you... um... Could you see yourself, or have you gone down that comfort eating path with a with kind of stress or, or anything else intrinsic to this kind of situation?
3: Uh, Lucky enough, I kind of know my bad habits now quite well. Uh, so, I think me and Donna talked about when I, when I first joined. Like, when I was checking my food, if a new TV series came out or a new TV show came out, it was always like a cheat, some sort of treat or something at like eight o'clock that night. I'd be like, oh, I'm watching that. Like, he's, also, he's also had a jam done. or he's watching it and stuff. So I kind of know. And I think for me, it's being productive. So as soon as I'm bored, I'll eat. So I'm really in a case of trying to fill my day with stuff. So I've worked from seven this morning up until this point right now, to I'm doing this. As soon as I finish this, I'll be going for a run. As soon as I come back, I'll probably barbecue and enjoy that sort of time, doing that sort of thing. Um, I've got my bass guitar back out from the loft and I'm playing that again. Mm. So I'm just trying to like, keep myself busy with all that stuff. And obviously, you're going to eat during the day, but it's also not buying the stuff. So, I go to the supermarket and not buying the, the rubbish that I'm probably going to want to eat. Um, And buying like veg, fruits, cabal it's a great. Spotting yeah. is like my saving grace. So, as soon as I have that little sweet craving, spotting water comes out. And that's what I use to kind of uh, stop that. So, I've been pretty much... I think I've been all right, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think I've been okay, I think, with
2: the
1: body comes back and like, what have you done, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might be a software glitch, Tom. So, so Donna, could you just give people just some nice, simple... These people that are staying at home and, and stress, stress will be playing a massive part for some people, unfortunately. That fridge will get bigger. That comfort eating will be such, like, such, such a big, huge gleam in people's eyes. Have you got any, just some good, simple nutrition tips just to keep people on the level
0: Uh huh um i think first of all identifying why they comfort eat is the biggest thing because the situation of the stress will change throughout their life but their reaction to it will never change so um you know there's, there's plenty of tips out there there's plenty of kind of distraction techniques um you know, getting certain types of food for cravings, things like that. Like Tom said, he has spark the But with with Tom, using him as an example,
2: no, he, good, good. He, said, he
0: said it right there. He he, I, With him, we identified the reason why he overate or, you know, it was because right. he, would, he, he would associate, what we talked about before, he would associate, say, films with food. And as soon as that association was broken, then then the whole process it is devoid; it, it doesn't happen anymore.
1: Yeah, was he accountable? Did it feel good that um, from Tom being accountable to Donna?
3: Yeah, like uh, I, I think I, I as the phone nutrition thing is great, but the accountability is something that I actually like adore because something like I know for a fact when I go see her in a month's time if I have eaten badly and I have done a certain things like ate bad food and all that sort of stuff, there is an accountability there of I've, I've Donald will ask the last question why? And it is kind of a it's like a weird thing where like you're kind of embarrassed to be like, well you, you have no excuse either, to eat it, why do you bother eating it? There's no there's no real reason why I had to have a jam donut or watching the Sopranos is the worst. the, the Sopranos <laughs> They're all eating I wanted it. yeah, to so much pizza pasta and pasta watching that bloody T V show. And ain't God knows what. Um but there's no real like don't know, you
1: wanna be really careful, he might wacky, you, you know, if you are watching <laughs> the sopranos and you give him a hard time, you're gonna break his balls, don't know, I don't wanna be breaking his balls? Do
2: some homework on it, isn't you?
3: But I I, I like I love the fact that when I go here uh month by month, the question is always not uh, Like I say, it, there's nothing it's nothing like kind of more embarrassing than being uh, I don't know, I I four down donuts, three cookies. <laughs> I'm watching it, and, there's no, and she'll just ask why, and I'm like, well, no reason why. I just didn't. <laughs> You've got to like, you know? So there's, there's definitely a, a sense of having that accountability to look after someone. Um, it's definitely the most beneficial for me. And even till this day, when I'm going to look at my cover, I'm like, Why wow, don't you like doll I'll go mad?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think this distress thing, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a complicated one because often it people have. They have different relationships with food and a lot of people have negative relationships with food and food doesn't have to be a negative um, part of anyone's life really. It's it's a huge part of all of our life. It's a it's an essential part of all of our life. But I think like I say, identifying the reason someone would comfort eat is more important than giving tips on yeah, you know, just getting through it at one point. <laughs> if you can identify the problem. But then it makes it something that you can take away and apply to the rest of your life rather than, you know, just one situation. But with stress, looking at, is it is it boredom? Is it is it stress? Um, how can you identify it? Um, and then how can you address it? And how can you overcome it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And I
0: think a lot of people working from home it'll be a tough one for a number of different reasons that food is readily available at any point that price structure is so good because if you've got a a breakfast lunch and a dinner then you're more likely to stick to that then um i'm really bored what can i have because you'll always look for something to get out of work (laughs) most of the time most people try and do that so doing things like um really simple strategy things like that is you're going to make you're going to send 10 emails before you go and have what you've said that you can have or that you really want so just giving yourself some time because as i said cravings with food they happen instantaneously it's something that comes on really quick and it's really impulsive so if you can hold off for 10-15 minutes the cravings usually gone yeah are you hydrated do you drink enough water that is something else that can kind of be associated with um, whether it's hunger, whether it's stress, or whether you know anything related to that. Um, but I think, as I say, the main the main focus with the stress aspect of it is just identifying why why food would make it better. Because really, I all I've said this to, to many people if you think about it in terms of the per, the own individual's progress, the only person that loses out when people comfort eat and when they stress eat is, is themselves. They're, they're the only person that loses out. It doesn't affect anyone else. It only affects them and it just sets them back further.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, a very empowering thing and a very, a very um productive thing. But that's, if that's not there anymore and really any sort of stress like your body doesn't know the difference between a global pandemic or yeah um you know anything to do with having a i don't know an uncomfortable conversation with someone your body doesn't know the difference between stress from either one of those so obviously identifying the problem and why you have that connection and then breaking that that cycle and either one of those stresses are still going to be there whether you eat a whole cake or not and i think understanding that
2: mm-hmm. eaten
0: or not eaten the stress is still going to be there and usually when people have food and comfort eat it doesn't make them feel any better usually worse because then there's the element of guilt so you have two things to deal with you have stress and then you have guilt
1: is there any kind of remedies, is there any drinks or anything? Because I noticed the herbal teas were flying off the shelves in, in the stores I'd been in. Is there anything that you can recommend that reduces stress, that relaxes well, that will de-stress well during these times that, that people could have?
0: Um, in terms of actual um, food or food groups, I think it's, you'd first have to look at lifestyle. Because yeah. again, like any sort of food, it's always some sort of quick fix. And really, until you identify the kind of the root problem or root cause of it, then it's not going to help. Things like people have too much caffeine in their day and that affects sleep, but they look for, you know, like lotions and potions or whatever to help them sleep when really all they have to do is have less caffeine because of the stimulant. Um, So I think... Yeah, if I was in the
1: States, sorry, Don, if I was in the States doing this now with you guys, my colleagues at DD would be a 2 p.m. cut-off for caffeine?
0: I mean, I always do that with, with clients. I look at overall lifestyle. I don't look at, you know, quick fixes for anything because there's none. Um, you know, there's obviously things that can help, things like lavender. And there's um, chamomile. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. things like that, that that have bits of research around it, but nothing hugely significant. There's way more research against um, things like meditation, and I know you're a fan of that. And
2: oh, big um, big thing,
0: yeah. Mindfulness, a huge, huge problem that that we have um, currently with a lot of people is probably the world is is phones and just stimulation. And I know that you probably see it on um, I don't know information. Whether it's on social media, on podcasts, or whatever, but about the blue light, but it is a genuine problem. Yeah, that it's a problem for the brain, and it's it's a time in the day that usually through evolution, that's when we'd be asleep. Everything, you know, lights would be out at ten o'clock at night, but we sit looking at phones and looking on social media, and we just have really poor sleep hygiene, and that that again is a, a factor.
3: Been working from home since a week ago. And uh, my Mac and my phone tells us how much screen time I've been doing uh, last week, and my Mac time has went up by seventy five percent, like compared to what it was normally. Yeah. There's, so, like watch some TV on now again. I'll do some whatever. But obviously, I've been on it all day working. And I'm using my phone for work. Uh, the increase between like nine or five quite stopped, and that's how much I've been using more during isolation rather than when I'm normally, you know, don't use my phone that much.
1: Mm-hmm. mine's definitely a cut of time. I get that old archaic book in my hand, and it's it's done.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know why people can watch TV
3: in bed.
2: I know oh, I've
3: never been the guy watch TV in bed, but I do have two TVs in my room for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I
0: mean, but, yeah. It's just so it's just so hard to switch off, isn't it? And um, yeah. as I say, it's, it's probably harder now more than ever because, as I say, the four walls that you live in have to have to serve a every purpose of your life work like i say work exercise food social every part chill every part of your life um but the phone thing i think it's so tempting to when it's beside you to just constantly kind of be on social media or looking on it because you have way less distractions that are kind of outside of your control so if i'm if i'm coaching for 4 hours I know I'm. I'm not going to be on my phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas I don't have that four hour period now, where you know, in between emails or calls or whatever, I have way more opportunity to do it. And uh, and I think social media, the way the way it kind of goes, you know, with all the challenges that go on and tagging people in this and tagging people in that, it's just when you have more opportunity to do it, you end up doing it more. And you know, like we we we've all grown up in an era without having phones and things like that. And I remember when I was younger, you know, I'd be playing out or I'd be, I'd be doing things rather than sitting, just looking at a screen. And now the whole culture changed with that.
1: Is your natural instinct is then to check your phone after those four hours. Yeah.
0: As much as I say, yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yep, it is. Even like waking up and stuff like that, it's, it's just a habit that we get into mm-hmm. that is really hard to break. And again, it's a habit that you kind of get into and it's hard to break it on a day, on a day to day basis to say like, you know, whether it's seven or eight o'clock, like phone down, like and not look at it. I think it's definitely a sense of feeling like you're missing out on something. And as well if you imagine Yeah, absolutely.
1: the 4 wasn't it? that's that's the FOMO approach.
0: Oh massively and for a lot of people a lot of people are in isolation by themselves, so it might be the only sort of kind of interaction that they get with other people.
1: Yeah, obviously, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They're like feeling like they've got a connection with the outside world. So, you know, in my job coaching, like at Method, I'd probably interact with, if I'm there in the morning and in the an evening, like maybe 100 people in the day, like say hello to people, speak to people, have a longer conversation, conversation conversations, whatever it might be, even speak to people um like on the phone or, or whatever and then it goes from that many people to if I wasn't speaking to people on the phone or um or email or whatever it would be me and Jamie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And and some people they, they they are in isolation by themselves. So you can see how it can be really tempting to sit on there all of the time. But I again I think it's um, I think it's been tough on yourself to to create a better a better sleep pattern and a better sleep routine and um turning your phone off and not going on social media past a certain time because it's not going anywhere. Whatever's happened, whether you look or not, it's happened. Whether you know about it or not, it's not gonna change it.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you kept away, you would still get to know somehow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely. Um I've prepared some quick fire questions, call, I don't know how long we've got. Boogie, um, Boogie, Tom. I've got twelve weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's madness. I haven't got twelve weeks yeah. of questions, but I've got some rapid.
1: You fire them, quick fire questions, Tom, yeah. and then we'll, uh, we'll then we'll bring it. We'll bring it home.
3: The questions are for you and Donna. So Whoa, you can't can take part as well. Uh We'll go in guest first, obviously. So of course. We'll so Donald, my first question is, if you had the world of tension for 30 seconds, what would you say? Be better. <laughs> Are you cold, What do you?
1: We will get through with this, guys. Yeah, we'll get we'll come. we'll be strong. We'll be stronger. If
2: you had to work but didn't need the money, what do you do? Well what what I do now. Hundred oh, percent. That's food. That's pretty cool. Carl?
3: Stripper. <laughs> Stripper? Yeah. Yeah. If you could close one fast food chain. It's just disgusting food. What fast food came with you? Closed.
0: KFC. That
3: would be great. KFC again. The chips that I was cold
1: oh. like, Horrid. Yeah, I would have to agree. The modern day KFC
3: definitely. Yeah. The modern day KFC. Because back in the day, it was known as some sort of, you know. I mean, it didn't seem as chemically um, messed up. Is it, that's my question. Um, question eight. Well, next question. If you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would you be? May would have to be hanging out with Larry David and curb
1: your enthusiasm. I right, cool. Pretty
2: cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why? Right. yeah, without a shadow of
2: doubt.
0: Does friends count?
2: Have you got any? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. not anymore <laughs>
3: imaginary friends <laughs> what character would you be in Friends
2: Donna? you what?
3: what character would you be in Friends?
0: oh that's always a tough one that um, Rachel
3: I'd probably
0: be Monica I'd probably be the All
3: right, cool. what was the stupidest thing you've done because someone dared you to do it I'm
0: trying to think about Colt on with this. this
3: yeah.
2: um,
1: I cannot because people are still looking for us for that <laughs> Is it kid that we tasted frog spawn?
2: Oh, but,
1: um, <laughs> apparently there's no carbs.
3: <laughs>
0: uh I don't, I can't think of anything that anyone's ever dared me to do. Oh, there we go. Sweet.
3: Uh, if you could Did,
1: kick... no, did no one take you, did no one die to take us on as a member?
3: <laughs> uh, uh, um, Cake. any historical figure in the groin, who would you pick?
0: Historical figure, Hitler.
3: Right, sweet, call.
1: Um I'll go with him ladden, because
3: both of them deserve more than that.
2: <laughs>
3: uh you've, you've been the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> you've been given an elephant, and you yeah. can't get rid of it, and you can't ride it, what would you do with it?
0: Um an elephant.
2: I would just Whoa. I would throw a ball for it.
3: I would
1: 3D model it and then put a virtual um, glasses on it and that elephant would never be alone.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Would you I mean modeling an elephant is very tough as
3: well by yeah Yeah. (laughs) so don't please hold us to that. (laughs) Uh, would you rather be trapped in an elevator full of men with B.O. or three soaked dogs?
0: Would I rather be trapped in an elevator with sweaty men or wet dogs?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, whether the dogs every day? (laughs)
1: Um, Having experiences of both, it's definitely the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato? Would I rather what? Look like a potato or feel like a potato? I would definitely want to feel like one if you look like one, Tom. With the food, is the food, <laughs> you'll be a goner.
0: No, I would rather feel like a potato than look like one.
3: Yeah, someone would eat one, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> would we'll be cooked. Is that what you want? <laughs> I, I resemble a potato now, so I can't really say. What current TV series are you watching?
0: Um, oh we've just finished the Tiger. Is it the Tiger King? Just finished that. Um, or on Netflix, yep. Yeah, it was still good. We haven't actually found anything. Um...
1: Castle Rock, season two, Castle Rock on Stars, which is 99 pence a month for three months, guys. Not that I'm promoting it. All oh, right, that's pretty good. It's uh, Stephen King Multiverse, it's superb. And then probably be the Ark season three. Oh, yeah. Your favourite song at this moment? Twins that did Vida La Vida with the violins on Twitter.
3: I mean, even, don't even know what that is. Is that a Coldplay
1: song? The Coldplay track? I mean, I'm not a Coldplay fan, but that song by Coldplay is phenomenal, and there's these two twins in Italy in lockdown have done it on a violin. Google it, or it'll be on YouTube. They've done a wonderful job on it.
2: Mine
0: is Khalid. I love Khalid. Is that how you say Khalid? Khalid?
3: Tom, what's yours? Mine in the minutes. Uh It would have to be Matt Mason E, which is a country song about killing... a Cheating wife. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's not like country and western, is it? Cheating wives? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what time we're going to finish. I've got a few more. Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo stuff in real life? Ooh, Tom, that's a it's philosophical, isn't it? Philosophical. Uh,
1: undo. Undo? To yep. The, uh, no,
0: copy and paste. Copy and paste? Yeah. yeah.
1: Copy, copy and paste, Anna. Yeah.
3: Uh, now I have to undo
2: more the good stuff.
3: Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or have the agility of a cat? Mm, well, I know what cats do, so I'll we'll have to be breathing underwater.
0: Yeah,
3: water, yeah, yeah. And uh, then me, I would Well, I've already got the agility of a cat, so breathe in the water. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when you were like grooming yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I that flexibility. And last one to make that one a positive one. What makes someone a hero? Giving back. Giving back.
2: Yeah.
1: Especially at this time.
0: 100%. Yeah, go with Carl.
1: And it should never be measured. Just giving back. It's immeasurable. Being a good
0: person. Giving back. Yeah. There we go. So,
1: Donna, if we can bring it all home, can we just finish off? Can I say this has been a great podcast, guys? Absolutely brilliant podcast. We'll leave the final word with you, Donna. A couple of tips and and something to end off on a massive positive note and also where people can find you
0: i think the best way to get through the next couple of months is first of all finding routine so whatever works for you 100% getting some exercise in whether you've got all the equipment in the world or no exercise equipment at all everybody can run everybody can do a burpee everybody can do some progression of a press-up, a sit-up, things like that. These are just fundamental movements that our body can do. squat as well. Don't forget a squat. Um, so just doing something to be active. Using, if you do have more time, using it effectively. Um, and really just trying to compartmentise house for life. So having an office for work if you, if you can or just making a space that you can do work, having um, a, a place that you chill out, having a place that you eat and just separating all of them, a place that you exercise and a time for all of those things. And as I've mentioned previously, making a schedule and a plan and sticking to it. That's really the best advice that I can give. You can, you can email at admin at focusnutrition.uk um, I'd be happy to to help anyone. Obviously, it's a bit of an unknown time for people, but there's no time, like the present, to get started in something like this. <laughs> if someone did want, to, if someone did want to,
1: yeah, if anyone's struggling, guys, please, please take Donna up on this. Uh, uh, please do. She's there to help.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, in in most part of our life, we have someone to help us, whether that's exercise, a coach, a financial advisor, mortgage advisor, whatever it might be. There's no difference with nutrition. Having someone there to help find solutions for problems is is a big help.
1: Wonderfully put there. And Tom, where can people find you, mate? Uh,
3: what's the Instagram again? Uh, Tom. Underscore Y-H-H-O, I I think. Tom, Tom at Tom uh
1: underscore yhhu, I think. There you go, guys. Uh, I am um, caught it just yhhu for me on Instagram. Thank you very much, Donna Riley, for taking time out because I know your schedule will still be busy. And same with Tom, taking time out because I know like like ourselves, work still has to go on. We still have to keep on going. And let's please, everyone, listen to this, please. um. You know where to find Don. I know where to find me. You know where to find Tom. Please, guys, stay sane, stay, stay safe, and help those that, that you can. And we'll come hopefully soon enough. We'll all be um, in a, probably what I would think would be an emotional first 6 a.m. at uh, Method.
2: Oh, no. I know. Oh, I right. know.
1: <laughs> you know, which will we'll, we'll be sooner rather than later, guys. So take care, and we'll definitely all speak soon. Thanks, guys.
2: Okay, Bye-bye. thank you. Thanks
0: for listening to the show. We love having you here. Stay subscribed to stay healthy. Your Health Hustle Show provides.